Georgia trying to shake off Starks. Oh, what a move by in here, I'm supposed to be the franchise player, and we're in here talking about practice. Lead pass to Tim Hill, Good to talk to you, brother. You know, I, I love everything you do online. I love everything you do in the community in New York City. Uh, so it's definitely good to talk to you and, and, and talk hoops. No doubt, man. I always appreciate it. I know me and you go back and forth on Twitter. Matter of fact, your Twitter is uh, AX Gilbert. You do some great work being a columnist for both uh, uh, Hoop Magazine, also uh, some TV work up in NBA TV Canada. So mm-hmm. anytime we get a chance to chop it up with you, I know you're a very busy guy. So now we, I got you in the fold up in the retro room. And um, I know we spoke off air about, you know, just to kind of the the genesis of the show and mm-hmm. where I wanted to go. So now, you know, we're in the middle or in the beginning of Vince Carter's 22nd season in the NBA. And, and you know, even me and you go back to when he got drafted. Yeah. Um, and uh, his days in Carolina is like, before we even start, are you are you surprised that Vince Carter is still in the NBA? And do you ever sit back and say, "Man, Vince Carter has been there for twenty two years"? Yeah, no, it's definitely surprising. I actually thought that last year would have been his last year, or even the year before that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, maybe like his twentieth year. Just call it a, you know, call it a career. But right, you know. So I remember in his twentieth season. I there was a they played in Philly and I was in LA mm-hmm. for Kobe's uh jersey retirement. Right. So I was like, okay, definitely gotta be there for Kobe. Wanna get a good interview. Definitely just wanted to just be in the building. Mm-hmm. So I got all that done. The next morning I flew back to Philly. I land in Philly. I go straight to the Sixers game and I get there like around halftime. And at the end of the game, I just, you know, go up to Vince Carter, go to his locker, and we just start talking, you know, about his career and a couple topics that I just kind of wanted to get answers from him. Uh, Stuff that we would talk about, you know, during this program, things that you would hear like in a barbershop, things that people would argue on Twitter. I was like, you know what? I'm going to just come to him. I want to see what he says. So, and I looked at that like, this is probably going to be his last year. So I had to get that interview and here he is two years later and he's still going. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, still going, still going strong with the Atlanta Hawks and um, just a guy who I know is going to be a first ballot hall of famer. 
yeah. a guy who really changed the game and just elevated, you know, everything from the from the early two thousands until now. Um, so I I, I named the show Vinsanity for that reason, and nice. we're gonna get yeah, we're gonna get to everything from his uh, Carolina days to all the way to New Jersey and where he's at now. Mm-hmm. Um, where. Where and when did you first hear about Vince Carter, or where did you first uh, see Vince Carter play? I first saw him play um, when he was at UNC. I wasn't familiar with him uh, when he was in high school. But when he was at UNC, I mean, they had some really great teams, um, you know, while he was there. He played three years. Um, so he. everyone knows that he was a teammate of Antoine Jameson, mm-hmm. but they had Ed Coder, you know, who was a big, you know, yeah. UNC favorite. Um, they had Maktar Njai, and I'm trying to think who else they had on that team. Like, but his junior year, they were really tough, and they should have won a national championship, but they lost in the final four, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, so I just remember watching them. I've always watched Duke. I've always watched Carolina. You know, I like to, you know, watch UCLA, some of the the, the big blue blood teams and, and some of the, the historic teams. So I remember just watching him fly. I'm like, man, this guy will dunk on anybody, anywhere, anytime. <laughs> like, you know, he don't care what the score is. And he he did dunks that I thought were how could I say like dunk contest dunks? He did those in game and he was doing that in college. So when he came to the NBA, it was like, okay. And he was air Canada. It was like, okay, all right, this dude just went to like the next level. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. And then, you know, I saw the highlights and, you know, him coming out in, in 98. And mm-hmm. I, think, I think, and we'll get there a very, very underrated draft that most most fans don't talk about as much like 96 03 84 and and, and stuff like that yeah. um you know vc in college you know 15.6 a game you mentioned three years there he played with antoine jameson who mm-hmm. also came out in that 98 draft and they went to the final four uh in 97 98 they won multiple acc titles so i mean they were so tough yeah yeah <laughs> it was, man they were tough man i think they um Remember the brother uh, Shamar Williams? He yeah. was on that team too. He was the uh, he was the shooting guard. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think a very a great team that most would say should have won a national championship. Absolutely, but they did not. And no. <laughs> in '97, I don't have it in front of me. I think that that's the beauty of the show. '97, mm-hmm. didn't Arizona win that or '98? One of those. Yeah, two? Arizona won it. When um, when Bibby was there, yeah, and Bibby and Miles Simon and Bibby wore the the, the pennies. He wore the foams. Yeah, I think he was that, the first one to do it, right? Yeah, and I remember I was living in New York at that time, and that shoe, of course, with the great New York City tax, it was over two hundred dollars. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. I knew I wasn't getting it, but man, did I want it! Mm. I wanted it so bad, man. Yeah, such a great shoe. Um, so yeah, 97, 98, who, who, who wins it in 98? 98, 
Because I don't want to cheat and look. I'm trying mm-hmm. to think about who won in 98. I'm going to say Kentucky. Kentucky. Tubby Smith wins his uh, first championship, and he won it in Kentucky, 98. I'm fact-checking right now. 98 Please. national championship. Okay, that's they gave me the football one. I need the and oh. <laughs> yeah, uh, Tennessee with the with the football. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. Peyton Manning. That's right. Yeah. Uh, come on, baby. Where you at? Where you at? National champion, Kentucky. Yep. All right. See, I I thought I was on Sports Jeopardy. Here we go. <laughs> uh-huh. All right. I was, this, I was over there like. I was like, should I start sweating? I was like, nah, nah, I'm good. Uh, Final answer. And a matter of fact, then who who did Kentucky beat? How about that one? Now that I don't know. <laughs> who did they who did they beat? Uh they beat Utah. Oh wow. Okay. So that means North Carolina lost to Utah then. And, because they had Van Horn mm, and they had um Andre Miller. Yes. They were tough. Oh man. They were tough. I know. And um, Utah beat Stanford. Okay. Yeah. Okay. To advance? To advance, yep. Okay. All right. I, I like the retro room, man. This is good, <laughs> man. This is real good. Well, welcome, man. Welcome, man. We, 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 yeah, we kind of j- you. jot your memory and go back a little bit and yeah. kind of reminisce. Um, so now it's 98 draft. Both, mm-hmm. both Antoine Jameson and um, Vince Carter come out. So, Jameson comes out uh, or gets drafted number four by Toronto, and Vince gets drafted fifth to Golden State. Um, Oh, yeah, that's right. Before I get to the trade, do you remember who got drafted first, second, third in that draft? In 98? No. I'm not even going to try because let me think. Because if I tell you, you'd be oh, man, you're of right. Of course, I'm going to be upset. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, let me see. First overall, 98. I believe 97 was Ola Wakandi. No, 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 was it? No, you got, you got the right name, but the wrong year. Okay, so it is Michael Ola Wakandi? Yep. In 98? Yes, sir. Okay, all right, all right, cool. All right, so at number two, two and three. Man, um, if I tell you about all oh, you, oh my god, yeah, just go and tell me. <laughs> um, number two was Mike Bibby, okay, okay, number three was Rafe LaFrance. Wow, Kansas, okay, <laughs> that you know, that would never happen today, like a big, no. unless you like. To have a big at one and three, that would never happen in today's game because it's just a no. totally different game. No. Unless, unless like, somebody like, you know, Olajuwon was on the board. Right. Or, right. you know, right now you probably get a, a high school phenom and, <laughs> you know, maybe not maybe not even that. Uh, some overseas phenom and stuff true. like that. Yeah, true. Um, so we get all of a candy one, Mike Bibby two, Rafe number three, Jameson four, and Vince Carter five. Wow. Um and then they get traded for each other. Mm-hmm. So, and that's not, that has become a norm, you know, from pre- previous drafts, you know, C-Web and Penny and stuff like yeah. that. So just uh, two major people going, uh, being traded on the same night. So I want to ask you, and I'm going to get the roster in a second, but mm-hmm. let's say hypothetically, Jameson stayed with Toronto and Vince Carter stayed with the Warriors. 
Wow. Already yeah. Had, so already that Warriors team, I, I know who was on Toronto, uh, but that Warriors team, I want to say that was kind of like they were still in the midst of a rebuild. They had like a Donald Hoyle. Um, they had the guy from Mississippi State, Eric Dampier. Dampier. Um, they weren't that good. <laughs> to say it to say it nicely. So if Vince Sanity would have gone there, he definitely would have ignited a spark into that team. Mm. And then that would have been a nice little hometown thing for the dunk contest a couple years later. Yeah. But uh it wouldn't have been the same because you know the fact that T Mac and Vince were cousins and then you had like Charles Oakley on that Toronto team, mm-hmm. you know, like they, they were fun, you know, and I think Isaiah Thomas did a good job of setting that table to prepare that franchise for uh, success. And, and they, and they tasted some early success. Uh, Cause I remember they battled the Knicks in the playoffs mm-hmm. uh, in those T-Mac years. And then of course um, in Vince's rookie year, I believe, and that, that was tough, man, because you wanted to cheer for the, the new guy because they were a fun, exciting team. Right. But, you know, I, I don't know if people know this, but I, I definitely cheer for the Knicks, and it's been a brutal 20 years. Yeah, man. You know, that's a different show for a different yeah. day. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, do, I do cheer for them, and it's, it's only because there's two reasons why. Um, the Sixers traded Charles Barkley. When I was young and I was like, you know what? I'm going to cheer for the Knicks because I have a lot of family in New York. Right. Um, so I cheer for the Knicks. And then I wind up doing my internship with New York. So oh, nice. um, that's kind of where where my heart has always been. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, but that, you know, like you said, it's not about New York. Uh, it's about Vince Carter and. uh they, I remember they played the Knicks in the in the first round, and and they played them tough, and I was kind of nervous, but it was just a prelude to to what would what would happen with that franchise under the uh, Vince Carter reign. Right. Um, so let me paint this picture for you. If mm-hmm. if Vince Carter would have stayed with the nineteen ninety eight ninety nine Warriors, this was the roster he would have had. Uh, Muggsy Bogues, Jason Caffey, Bimbo Coles, Terry Cummings, Eric Dampier, Tony Delk, Dwayne Farrell, Adonis Foyle, Danielle Marshall, Chris Mills, <laughs> Felton Spencer, and John Starks. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like purgatory. <laughs> in the Western Conference in that year, uh, going up against you know, Portland, San Antonio, the Lakers, Jackie yeah. Kobe. Seattle, um, Houston. Ugh. Yeah, they were getting smacked. To say it nicely, right? I mean, listen, I, I'm gonna. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like an expansion roster. Yeah, it, it did because you're coming off, you're coming off like you know the run team Sierra Spreewell. Mm-hmm. I think Spree was suspended for the Carlissimo stuff, and he was. Uh, yeah. matter, matter of fact, he got he he got traded to New York. Because that oh, was yeah. that yeah, was the lockout year. Yeah, that's why John Stocks was was on the roster. Yeah. So Spree yeah. was already in New York. Um, 
But if Jameson would have stayed in Toronto, mm-hmm. he would have had somebody called Lamarck Baker, uh, <laughs> D. Brown, okay. uh, Doug Christie, William Cunningham, Nigel Knight, Sean Marks, Tracy McGrady, Charles Oakley, Reggie Slater, Michael Stewart, John Thomas, John Wallace, Alvin Williams, Michael Williams, and Kevin Willis. Wow. I didn't know um, John Wallace was on that team. Um, I actually went to school with William Cunningham, um, and I know Alvin Williams from growing up mm-hmm. in Philly. That's pretty, that's pretty cool, man. Yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. I mean, <laughs> thank God for that trade. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for both of them. For both yeah, of them. Yeah, really, though. Really. <laughs> I mean, it sounds like a bad place for both to land in, but um, just knowing how it played out, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that <laughs> they made that, that switch. So do you do you remember you watching the draft live or like where where when that when that draft was happening where were you like were you watching it did you hear about it later like yeah I heard about it later um, when I was I just I was in college and being in college I wasn't as diehard into the things that I was in high school. Hmm. Uh, college was very social and I was trying to like figure out what my career would be and you know who I was going to date over the summer and all that fun stuff (laughs) and you know um, I was really just immersed into that culture so like the draft I would I remember watching the finals but like it's the summer so like you know, I used to always take summer summer classes, and I was really just into into college. So I don't remember watching that draft. Mm-hmm. I might have had it on, but I don't remember watching it intently. Um, the draft that I remember focusing on around that time was '96 because the Sixers had the first pick. Um, and mm. then I also remember 2001 because that was the first draft that I actually attended and I worked as, um, an intern with the, the NBA. Nice. So, yeah. So those two stand out and everything else in between, not so much. And the first overall pick in 01 was? Oh, that's a good question. I'm going to go Kwame Brown. I would I would agree. I'm gonna double check it, but I would say yeah, good old Kwame <laughs> from Michael Jordan, the Wizards was uh, oh, number man. one. Wow. Yeah. Now, who else was in that draft? Now, I remember my homeboy got drafted, uh, Eddie Griffin, out of Seton Hall. Um, rest his soul. He's from Philly, and I remember. You know, being excited because he went to, I believe he went to Houston. Um, but I don't know who else was in that draft. I want to say maybe Brendan Hayward. Yeah, number 20. And some of the, well, there are a few, <laughs> there are a few notables. Um, okay. You got Kwame. Mm-hmm. You got Ty Chandler. Okay, yeah. You got Gasol. Yeah. Oh. Uh, Eddie Curry, Jason Richardson, Shane Battier. Uh, you mentioned Eddie Griffin. 
Um, so got a job, Joe Johnson. Oh, Joe Johnson, that's a good. Um, I so Joe. I so Joe. Vladimir Rad- Radmanovich. Okay. Yeah. Richard Jefferson, Troy Murphy, um, uh, Zach Randolph, Brendan Haywood. Okay. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Uh, who else we got? Jared Wallace, Sam Sam D'Alembert, Jamal Tinsley, and Tony Parker. Jamal Tinsley, the abuser. Yes, sir. <laughs> and Tony Parker played, is the final played, pick of the played, draft. Uh, he played at all of the outdoor uh, tournaments in New York. Made a good name for himself. Pretty much, yeah. Yep. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, you said Tony Parker? Tony Parker was, a, was the final pick of that draft. Wow. Final pick. Wow. And they just retired his jersey. I'm sorry, sorry. Final pick of the first round. I mean, still, that's major, though. Yeah. Like, no? Wow. Okay. Um, did you hear the story that Vince Carter tells that he said that um, I think that they were preparing for a draft for a draft mm-hmm. night years ago. And he tells the story that Antoine Jameson knew about the trade prior to Vince Carter. So when he got drafted, Jameson already knew he wasn't staying in Toronto. So oh, wow. he, so he's like like I'm I'm paraphrasing. He's he's more like, "Bro, you you know, you could have told me about it before I go yeah. up there and wear the Warriors hat and look all stupid." <laughs> right. And he could have gave me a heads up or David Stern could have given me a heads up, but he said Jameson knew about it before he did. That makes sense though. I mean, especially because like the agents, you know, have that type of intel. So they say, hey, you're going to get the call from such and such, mm. but you're going to be traded, you know? So, yeah, but like Vince is right. You know, you guys, you know, teammates for three years. I mean, come on. Now, come on, <laughs> Let bro. Me know something. <laughs> you could have told me two <laughs> minutes ago in front of a live TNT audience. But, you know, that trade, it reminds me of like, you know, when like Ray Allen got traded for Marbury, same mm-hmm. draft, um, you know Penny would see Webb, would just and it, it, you know, and that's why I do the show because just imagine Chris Webber on the Magic, and imagine Penny Hardaway on the Warriors, or imagine Ray yeah. Allen in Minnesota with Garnett and Marbury's yeah. a Milwaukee Buck. It just like it sounds, <laughs> it sounds weird now. But it's like, yeah. man, like, what if Ray Allen, what if Ray Allen and Garnett teamed up? Like, oh shit, that, that could have been. That would have been crazy. That would have been yeah. crazy. Um, but yeah, you know that trade goes down with with, with Vince and, and Jameson, and they, Vince to me has a Hall of Fame career. Jameson, a pr- pretty pretty good career, multiple time All Star, mm-hmm. um, fifty point games, and you know r- really made a name for himself in the NBA. I think he, I think he spent fourteen years in the league. Yeah, I'd say his best years were in D.C. for Washington. sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, man, Vince Carter, for us to to talk about, you know, where he was and then like to even just think like, hey, he's still doing it today. That's, man, that's just a testament to, to him and, you know, his health and it, you know his desire to to continue to to play to play this game. Yeah, man, twenty two years, man. It's just you know you you hear guys like Kobe and Michael and you know Dirk just retired yeah. and Dirk spent what twenty twenty one years with Dallas, yeah. one team, yeah. and you know um, anybody who says Vince Carter is not a Hall of Famer, I don't I don't know what to tell you, but uh, right, yeah, they exactly. they just they just don't know any better. So yeah, somebody is going to say that. 
And, um, you know, hopefully they listen to the show and they get some insight. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> so Vince goes on to, you know, we get the, the lockout year at 99, so they get 50 games in, and Vince mm-hmm. still walks away with the rookie of the year, averaging uh, 18, 6, and 3. Um, yeah. Two blocks a game. No playoffs for Vince, but he he don't get there until to two thousand. So, yeah. um, not a surprise, you know, from that draft, you know, that Vince Carter, I guess the most hyped player from that draft, walks out with the rookie of the year, right? Yeah, I mean, he definitely when he got to Toronto, um, he was able to really make his mark and deservingly so. I mean, you name that roster. Um, <laughs> a player of his caliber, mm-hmm. it was it was perfect for him to come in there and 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 really uh, establish himself and 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 do some damage and and um, you know and the, you know he was wearing the and one Tai Chi sneaker and and one Vince Carter is a bad man like he he really did his thing. Um, he also was wearing Puma, and I know Puma is back now in the NBA, but early 1998, like it wasn't really a thing. So he was wearing Puma, and then he went to Anwan, and then eventually he really made made a name and made some some highlights uh, in in Nike, and specifically the Nike Shocks. Uh, so Vince Carter, man, he just really came in and, and, and uh, took the NBA by storm. They won. So talk about the, you know, real quick, you know, sidebar, the the the, the mm-hmm. Nike shocks. Um, I don't think, I don't recall me owning them, but I mm-hmm. recall a lot of people owning them, except me. Um, yeah. Just to- I only got them because of him. <laughs> <laughs> I just was like, man, I, you know, I didn't feel like I needed it. Mm. But I just was like, you know what? I want to at least give it a try. And by then, I was old enough to buy my own shoes. So I bought a pair, and I was I was out there hooping in them. I was like, look, it wasn't my favorite shoe to play in. But the fact that, like, you remember when, I mean, everybody remembers where they were mm. when Vince Carter jumped over uh, Frederick Weiss in the uh, Olympic Games. Yeah. And it was like, you know what, man? I, I got at least, I got at least give it a try. Right. Like, I got, I got to try these shoes out, man. So, correct me if I'm wrong. The the, the Nike shocks are the Boeing's, right? Or right. Yep. Okay. All right. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Everybody, anybody who I saw had them on was just trying, trying to quote unquote trying to dunk so high. Like oh, like absolutely. they were Vince Carter. I'm like, nah, you're not half man, half amazing out here. You're not Air Canada. Right. Right. Knock, knock it off, man. <laughs> <laughs> you can't do it like VC, yeah. you know. But it, it's cool though because like, you know, as basketball players and fans, like, you can buy footwear that the same player is wearing every day, every night, mm-hmm. and it just gives you that that inspiration and that hope, and that's part of the magic that Nike has enjoyed and, you know, the Jordan brand and Adidas. And, you know, you can get that tangible piece. Um, I tell people all the time, I was like, listen, everything that Michael Jordan is celebrated for, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar 
can say the same thing. He can say the same thing. He had his own Adidas shoe. He was referencing rap music and pop culture. He was in multiple films. He's an all-star. He's a champion. He won on the collegiate level, high school level. Like, everything Kareem Abdul-Jabbar has done, he, like, he doesn't get the credit for it. Michael Jordan does. Now, I know that's another show. Yeah. But that's why I, I don't think Michael Jordan is the definitive greatest player to ever have played the game of basketball. You're saying he's not. He's not. I, I, don't, I don't think I think he's the greatest player of his era for sure. He might even be the greatest player of a couple eras, but I don't think he's the greatest of all time. Wow, Anthony, you you, you, you really went left here. I uh, did. I'm sorry. <laughs> you made an ill left turn, and I'm like, wow. I don't know what to say. I might have to cut the show off. You, because you were saying MJ not, is not the goat. Is uh, oh man. I mean, like if if people nowadays would say LeBron's the goat, and I, and right? I, and I, or, or or they say Kobe's the goat, or Kobe because. That's who they grew up watching in the era, right. and I had to respect that. Right. Uh, people older than me would say Magic, Kareem, Bill Russell, stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. and I do. Oh, Wilt Chamberlain. Oh, Wilt. But I do get the conversation that you know what, and I think Michael has has put this out there himself. You know, he he won't say himself. He's, right. he's the greatest. He might say, "Well, I might be the greatest in my era, but I can't compare." myself to people after me or before me so he that's the the easy way out mm-hmm. you know we know michael to say some wild shit but he won't say yeah. i'm the goat i'm the greatest um <laughs> because he has he has respect for magic bird and those guys right and the greats you know the, right. the, the greats that came before him because michael jordan's favorite player is david thompson mm. you oh, know so like i get it i get it but like i i definitely appreciate what he did I watched Michael Jordan play. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the things that he was able to do and give to the game. I just, um, and I didn't see Kareem play. I didn't see the, you know. Me either. The, I didn't see the Power Memorial High School, the UCLA, the Milwaukee Bucks. You know, I didn't see that Kareem. Um, so I, I can only go by what I've read. And, um, I think that if you were going to have a greatest of all time, I think that the conversation would have to begin with either Will or Kareem. Now, I know this is a Vince Carter show, so I'm yeah. going to try to get back onto the <laughs> onto the expressway. Right. Um, we'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah. But, like, I mean, when we talk about Vince Carter, I think one of the things that people will stand – that stands out – you know, for him is the obvious, you know, is his, uh, you know, jumping ability and, and, and to really get people going, you know, with his, his dunks, you know, and he's been very consistent. Like even, like you said, he's in year 22 and he still gets up, you know, and people are like, man, Mm -hmm. (laughs) look at the old man. And and that's that's what he's doing. Um, so we get to I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna circle back. So we get to mm-hmm. the uh, the rookie of the year '99. But to backtrack real quick, I do want to touch up on the the, the sneakers. But mm-hmm. 
I mentioned that the 98 draft could be underrated. Um, and if I throw out the names to you, as a basketball purist and a, 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 as a basketball fan, mm-hmm. I want you to tell me, is it overrated, underrated, properly rated, or maybe none of the above? So we mentioned okay. maybe. Yeah, we got we got we get all of a candy there, Ray for France, but there's also Jameson, Vince, Dirk is it is is in that draft. Um White Chocolate is in that oh, draft. Wow. Yeah. Paul Pierce. We get okay. uh, Bonzi Wells. We get Felipe Lopez, Al Harrington, Rashad yeah. Lewis, uh Skip Tamalu. You get uh Cat Mobley, Larry Hughes. Does that sound like an un- like an underrated draft that most fans don't talk about nowadays? Absolutely, it's definitely underrated. I had no idea that all that talent was there. You know, these are guys that really help usher in the new millennium of the NBA. Um, man, yeah, like Cat Mobley. That's it's in the second round. He had a great career. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you, you you know Bonzi Wells. Like you you, you made some really good names that have come into this league and established themselves and, and contributed on a high level. Definitely. And you know the one the one stat that makes you realize like probably like like damn like how old we are. Right. <laughs> that, that Vince Carter, when he retires this year, he will be the last remaining player drafted in the nineteen nineties. Wow. Oh yeah, because um, because Dirk Dirk is gone. Dirk, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Peace. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. We get no. So like, man, Vince Carter is out of here. What? Vince, <laughs> like, man, I don't want. I, I don't know if I like that stat. Like one more year, Vince. Come on. <laughs> right. Um. Yeah. So it just t- time goes by, man. And you know we've seen Vince in, in his, his entire career, the ups, the downs, the trades, but. He's definitely one of those guys that if people tell you who from the 2000s that really captivated everybody's eyes. Aside from Iverson, mm-hmm. I would say Vince. Yeah. So I'll put the pressure on you before I move forward. Okay. As far as the 2000s go. Matter of fact, do I want to question that? All right. As far as the 2000s go. Mm-hmm. Where do you rank Vince Carter in that decade? He's definitely got to be probably top seven, like from from like two thousand to two thousand ten. Okay, so if he's top seven, I'll play a game with you. I I would okay. I would assume if he's top seven, I got to pick six guys. So I'm I'm assuming right. you got Shaq in there. Yep. You got Kobe. Yep. You got AI. Yep. You got Duncan. Yep. You got Garnett. Yep. And you might have T Mac. Mm, I was thinking more Paul Pierce, but okay. T Mac is a really good mm. Don't forget, Listen. don't forget Orlando T Mac. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, don't forget. no, you're right. T Mac is a really good pick. T Mac's a really good and, and like I don't even like Paul Pierce. So like Wow. <laughs> Damn. We can go with we can go with T Mac. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so so why 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 did you have Paul Piss above T Mac as far as that decade? Um, Just play I advocate. thought that he was the most like one of the most consistent uh, 
at his position and 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 definitely someone that struck fear into opponents um you know the reason why i don't like him is because he was so good and because like he just he just continued to get better you know paul pierce 2000 to 2010, I mean, he was the catalyst for that Celtics team. Even though they were the big three, that was very much his team that won in uh, 2008. Yeah. So, um, man, he was tough, man. He was tough. And even when they lost to the Lakers in uh, 2010, he was still giving out. I mean, he, I mean, he gave them fits, you know? Like, and he grew up a Lakers fan. He's from Inglewood, but... Um, mm. I think I think Vince definitely belongs because he kept Toronto at the forefront, and and uh, Toronto was always going to be a contender in the East, and it was because of his play. And I remember they had that um, that legendary showdown in the playoffs against Philly that went seven games, and he he and AI just were going at it like two heavyweight boxers. Um, one night AI scores 50 the next night Vince Carter you know scores 50 and it went seven games and, and Vince Carter Vince Carter had the the ball in his hands for the last shot and, and he missed and the whole country of, of Canada was upset with him because he decided I'm going to go to my college graduation and I'll, I'll meet the team that night in Philly and um you know, it's something that he had to live with, but he went on record saying, like, hey, if I had a chance to do it all over again, I would go to my college graduation. So, um, you know, his priorities, but I feel like he put up when he needed to. He had a great game. He just missed a really tough shot. And I don't think that that series comes down to that shot. You know, Philly had the better team, and over seven games, they were able to pull it out. But, um, you know, it all ended well in Toronto um, mm-hmm. last year. So, <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> they eventually got there. So, you know, let me let me let me fast forward to, to Philly and Toronto and I get back to other stuff after that. So mm-hmm. Philly, Toronto, I throw a couple of stats at you. Game seven, 2001. Mm. was one of the highest watch games in NBC history for the NBA for a non-finals game. Wow. Yeah, that was man. It was it was a real battle. It was a lot of fun to watch too, man. I'm glad that series went 7 games. And you know what, and, and we're talking post the post Jordan era. Mm-hmm. So when, yep. when when Michael retires, you're like, man, who's going to take over? Are people going to yeah. watch and then you know Shaq develops. You get Kobe and out in LA. They're mm-hmm. winning championships. Who else? We got Iverson there. We got Vince. You got Duncan Garnett, T Mac, Paul Pierce. We're like, all right, we're yeah. we're pretty good post Michael yeah. Jordan. Yeah. Um, and then you, then you still had like um, the Pacers are really good then yes. too. So you yep. still had like Reggie Miller, Jalen mm-hmm. Rose, Rick Smiths, Davis brothers. Yep. Like they're they're a tough tough team. You know, so yeah, you're right. You know, that post Michael Jordan era, the NBA was still able to sustain and uh and the young guys were able to come in and, and make their mark. 
you know, and that's all you can ask for. And for those who hear this show, who have never heard of or never seen the 2001 Eastern Conference semifinals between Philly and Toronto, I I beg you to go yeah. on YouTube or some some yeah. format to watch or see highlights of that series because to me I could be wrong but that is likely the best playoff duel I've seen ever or in a very very long time as far as an yeah. individual player back and forth one on one they yeah they went they went after you know and there, there's another player I guess it would do like a top 10 uh Ray Allen's definitely in it Ray Allen on the Bucks was a beast Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. He was a beast. Yeah, I was just like, man, this guy, like, like, like Ray Allen with hair, Ray Allen, man, because because that's who Philly beat to go into the finals. They they had to play against Toronto, got past them, and then went seven games with the Bucks. That was like, man, they went from the frying pan into the fire. Yeah, back to back game sevens. Yeah, you get L.A., you get the. A classic game one with Ivo forty eight stepping over to Ron Lou, and then that was it. <laughs> yeah, that was it. So, I, so, so I'm so conflicted, man. So I know Kobe from growing up, and they had already won one mm-hmm. the year before. And in my heart, um, I wanted Kobe to win in Philly against philly because when he came out the city was so upset with him and i know that's hard to understand but like the city was just mad at him they were already mad at him because he was getting a lot of attention Mm. and he didn't play in philadelphia proper he played in the suburbs on the main line which is more of an affluent neighborhood so they were already mad like who's this kid they're not playing anybody, and he's getting all this press. Then he declared. Then he wins a championship. So for him to be in Philly um, playing against the Sixers, it was a big deal. It was a really big deal. And he had – there was a fracture in his family um, because he decided to marry Vanessa. And his family didn't come to any of those games, Mm -hmm. those finals games. So the only person that came was his uncle. And when they won it, you know, I remember him being kind of, if you look, there's a picture of Kobe. And he's kind of in the locker room and he has the trophy and he's just kind of holding it and hugging it. And it's just a raw emotional moment because, like, he wasn't, crying because they won the championship. He's actually kind of in a state where he was like, man, like we got to the top of the mountain, but nobody is here to celebrate it with me except my uncle. Mm-hmm. So whenever I see that picture and people post it all the time, um, I always think about it. And I actually spoke to the photographer and I told him like that story. And he just was like, wow, I never knew that. He's like, I just, wanted to capture that moment with him with the trophy. And I was like, yeah, that's a really deep picture. And, um, you know, it, it, there's a real story there. But we don't get that moment um, until, you know, AI 
and 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 the Sixers run through the East, and it was it was a tall order. With first first they had Indiana, who tortured them for two years straight and bounced them from the playoffs. Right, and then they went to you know and played Toronto, and then they played the Milwaukee, and then they lost four one. So I wasn't I wasn't like sad. I was actually kind of like happy for him. Mm. Like, you know, hey, this is vindication. You know, everybody that told you you couldn't do it, everybody that hated on you, you actually beat the hometown team. So other than beating the Celtics in the finals, that Sixers championship is is his favorite uh, championship because of that reason. And and that picture you're talking about, that's the one in the locker room trophy, and he has like this this, this jacket on, right? Yep. Okay. Yep. That's the one. All right. That's the one. So he was really, you know, sad and really despondent because, you know, hey, he got to the top of the mountain. And you have to understand, Kobe's, the Bryant family is a very close knit group, very supportive. Everybody would come to the games, you know, grandmom, everybody. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for them not to, come to the finals, which were in, in, in our backyard. It just was a, a moment for him. Um, but that's one of the reasons why Kobe was so good at what he did is because he was able to just focus on basketball. And when you do that, you, you lose some things. Um, and, you know, unfortunately, his, his folks weren't there to celebrate that with him. But... Um, that's just how it is, man. Another day in the life of uh, an elite athlete. Right. Now, since, since you're on Kobe mm-hmm. uh, and trying to figure out who's, if there is one, because there, okay. there may not be one, but is Kobe one of Vince Carter's biggest rivals on the court, or is it T-Mac? Is it AI? Is it... Um, Pierce or the Ray Allen, who who would you say is Vince Carter's for his career, his mm-hmm. biggest rivals or biggest rival? Um, I think Kobe stopped a lot of people from tasting ultimate success. Kobe and Shaq for sure, because they were on the same team. Um, you know, and then Kobe had you know his team after Shaq. So like Michael Jordan, Kobe stopped a lot of people from, you know, getting to that that point of NBA championship. Um, I'm not 100% sure if T-Mac has a definitive rival. I would say outside of, you know, that battle with AI, but that was even just the semis, you know? So, like, it wasn't like he lost in the Eastern Conference final. And I'm trying to think about his career... Hmm. Well, like I said, there they, they, they may not be one. So I mean, yeah, he'll, he'll yeah, have I a few know. good games, but one. as far as a battle, like, you know, you know Kobe and T-Mac went at it. You know Kobe and For Ray sure. Allen went at it. It's Kobe and AI. Um, Vince, on the other hand, may may not have that rival. He, he has that one series against uh, Philly and AI, but he never, he never played T-Mac in the playoffs. He never... Right played Kobe in the finals. Right. Um, yeah. Yeah, no, that's a great question. 
I, I, I think that's a really great question, and that's something that um, I might have to ask him. <laughs> you know? um, to just to to close the door on Philly, Toronto. Um, mm-hmm. Again, I'm gonna throw these, I'm gonna throw these number these numbers at you. And I want you to tell me what you think and the okay. overall legacy of that series. So, okay. Again, Toronto Philly goes seven, two thousand one, right? Mm-hmm. Game one, AI thirty six, Vince Carter thirty five. Damn. Game two, AI fifty four, Vince Carter twenty eight. Okay. Now, mind you, Toronto wins game one in Philadelphia. All right. Okay. Philly Philly wins game two. Okay. And now we're going back. Now we're going to Toronto. Game three, AI 23, Vince Carter 50. (laughs) (laughs) Toronto wins that game. Wow. Game four, AI 30, Vince Carter 25, Philly wins that game. So we're tied at two going back to Philly. Mm -hmm. AI 52, Vince Carter 16. Okay. Game six, so Philly wins that game. They're up, they're up three two. Mm-hmm. Um, AI twenty, Vince Carter thirty nine. Wow. And game seven, AI twenty one, Vince Carter twenty. Philly wins in seven. You mentioned Vince Carter missing the shot yeah. to to win the game. Uh, I always felt that if he had like one more dribble, he mm. he, he pump faked. Yeah. If he did one more little dribble, took his time. And that do the fadeaway, it might have went in, but again, that's neither here or there. That that's almost eighteen years ago. Yeah. And we could have had Toronto in the conference finals against Milwaukee a lot like this past this past year. Um so overall AI on on a round off, thirty four, four and seven and three steals. Man. Vince Carter thirty, five Six, two steals, two blocks. So, what's the what's the overall legacy of Philadelphia Toronto Eastern Conference Finals from two thousand and one that most people should know about, and if they don't, what was one thing they should know? Yeah. Um, I I, I would say that uh, I would say that. One of the one of the things with that series was Alvin Williams and his play. Um, he's from Philly, mm-hmm. and he played in the Big East against AI. So there was a little bit of you know those two being very familiar with one another, um, and there was also a little bit of rivalry. It kind of reminded me of when Isaiah Thomas would play. Chicago, and he's from Chicago, but he plays for Detroit, and it was kind of that same feeling for Alvin Williams coming into Philly. Like Philly loved AI, and they still do. And Alvin's like, you know, but this is my hometown, you know. So it was, I, I saw that, and and I actually remember speaking to Alvin about it, and he really wanted to beat Philly really bad, and um. It was just still just a tough series for them because they were a really good young team, and um, I wish that that would have been the Eastern Conference Finals. But like I said, Milwaukee gave Philly a really good fight 
they they also won seven games. But I would say that Alvin Williams factor is one of the things that a lot of people don't talk about, and especially from Alvin's perspective, um, you know, being from Philly, he really wanted it really bad, um, you know, especially being a hometown guy and mm-hmm. playing against Georgetown, you know, as a collegian, you know. So he, he, he was very comfortable playing against AI. And um, he, had, he had a good series. He had, he had a really good series. As far as their legacies go for AI mm-hmm. and Vince, mm-hmm. and I could talk about this series all day because it's one of my favorite series of all time. Yeah. Um, at that particular time, with the amount of talent that's, that was in the NBA, mm-hmm. like, what did that series do for Vince and AI going forward? I definitely think it established them as as titans of of that era. Um, Vince will forever be a Toronto Raptor. I don't care what team he's playing for this year or next. Like he's always going to be a Toronto Raptor, especially for that series um, and for the dunk contest. Like those two things alone defined him and it defined a country um you know that movie that lebron and drake made called the the carter effect that's real you know i i i do nba tv canada like i i'm in toronto a lot like vince carter still is the guy even though it was so weird because like they ran him out of there you know, at the end, you know, they ran him out of there. And I know this is probably a perfect segue, mm-hmm. but like him not being on a Toronto Raptors was very, very weird. It was like a foreign thing to me. And I, it was tough for me to embrace it. Like when he was in New Jersey, I was like, okay, but I, I couldn't really wrap my head around it. But he, he played, he played great. In, 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 in New Jersey. He mm-hmm. played very well. I just didn't like those uniforms. I wasn't a big fan of, of those those New Jersey Nets uniforms. Those, but that wasn't it. I liked the, the Derek Coleman, Drazen Petrovic era. Mm. Those were, you know, Kenny Anderson. Those were great uniforms. Yep. But like that Vince Carter era, J. Kidd, like RJ, you know, Richard Jefferson, like, King and Martin, I wasn't feeling those uniforms. Teams were good. Very good teams, but I couldn't stand those unis. <laughs> now, as a fan, mm-hmm. when, it, when you first saw the Toronto Raptors uniforms, with, the, with, the, with the, the, the Raptor, the dinosaur, are you more like, man, that's cool, man. Uh, like, man, like, what are those? Because, you know, they brought, they, they brought or they're bringing back, you know, for the 20th anniversary of mm-hmm. those twenty uh, fifth, whatever, which which one it was, twenty fifth, twenty fifth for the Raptors, and and everybody loves it now. But yeah, when they were the expansion Raptors in ninety four, ninety five, <laughs> I mean, I liked them. They were different. But you, as a fan, or anybody you speak, you spoke to back then or now, how do they look back on those uniforms back then, as opposed to it being like old oh, crazy throwback nostalgic now? Right. Well, you know, hindsight is always twenty twenty, uh, and at the time, like a lot of people hated those uniforms. You know, they called them the 
the dinosaur or the Barney. I love you. You love me. Like <laughs> they they caught some flack for that, man. You know, wow. uh, people really liked the Grizzlies uniform over in Vancouver, but they wasn't really feeling the uh, the Raptors one. But I think that it stood the test of time, mm-hmm. and the fact that it went away. I think people are able to appreciate it now because it was cool. You know, it was super non-traditional. It was all, you know, very cartoonish and just, you know, very, very far left from what the NBA was. Uh, It kind of reminded you maybe something that would be worn at an all-star game or a rising stars game or something like that. But off the bat, I was like, man, those, those are fire. Um, I liked them. And then I remember they went to like that purple that said Toronto across. Um, and that, and I thought those were, those were nice too. Uh, but you know, a young team always trying to find their identity and mm. they weren't very good in the beginning, but then, you know, Vince and, and, uh, Chris Bosch were able to kind of put them on the map and, and then you got somebody like, uh, What's my man's name from Compton? Uh, that they traded to the Spurs for Kawhi. George Hill? No, 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 not him. Uh, the Kawhi Leonard trade. Oh, the recent one. Yeah. Oh, the, traded, uh, the, uh, the Rosen. The Rosen. The Rosen. Yeah. Like he, you know, he's a big part of that franchise too. Like, there's going to be certain people that will forever define the Toronto Raptors, and I believe it starts with Vince Carter. Okay, so sidebar: Mount mm-hmm. Ru- Mount Rushmore of the Toronto Raptors. I know Vince. I know VC is on it. Who else? Yep, yeah. uh, you got to put Chris Bosh and okay. Demar Derozan, I mean, and then I would say, mm. do I get one more or two more? You get one more. One more. All right. Um, woo, that's a good one because it's either going to be <laughs> Kawhi Leonard or Kyle Lowry. <laughs> oh, wow. wow. Okay, I'm going to have to say it's Kawhi Leonard. Because, like, they didn't win without him. So it's got, it's got to be Kawhi. So it's going to be, for me, so you're going to, the, the two guys at the end got traded for each other. Right. But at, at the beginning, you're going to have Vince Carter and then I say Chris Bosh. Um, some, some of my other favorite Raptors are going to be like T Mac. Um, mm-hmm. T-Mac definitely probably should be on it, but, like, uh, you, are you going to take him off of, for who, though? Like, who would you take T? Who would you take off to put on there for T-Mac? I don't know, because I know I know Bosch got it. Got, he's he's locked in. Vince Carter's locked in. Mm-hmm. Rosen is locked in. Yeah, he's, like, their all-time but leader. He's, like... Does Kawhi get? I know you want to chip, but he played one year there. Uh, does he go over like, T Mac? A, a Kyle Lowry, Canby, Damon Stoudemire. I mean, I'm not saying the yeah. Rushmore, but the other guys you would associate with right. the Raptors. Well, I mean, do they win without without Kawhi? I don't think so. So one year, one chip. I'm one and done gone. He's already on the Mount Rushmore of the the entire Toronto Raptors franchise. Yeah, for the whole twenty five years, I think you look at it like, and I think I think 
Toronto Raptors purists would be like, you know what? If I had to pick two people to define this organization, it's going to be Vince Carter and it's going to be Kawhi Leonard. Over Bosch? Yeah, because it's like grand opening, grand closing. Mm. Um... I do want to get the T Mac now. Um, okay, <laughs> I do. I, I've been, I know that's your I've been guy. stalling. That's my guy. Yeah, I met him yeah, once. Yeah. You know, in prime. Matter of fact, before I, you know what? Okay, I do it like this. So T Mac is already on the Raptors in '97. Yeah, Vince comes in '98. Yeah, but did you know that? Let me get it right. T Mac could have been. Drafted by Toronto and traded to LA in 1997. I remember hearing something about that. Um, and then he also was going to get traded to the Bulls for Scottie Pippen, but Jordan vetoed it. Of course. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. Of course. That would have been pretty cool, though. But I don't know if they would have had that second 3P. Um, T Mac had a lot to learn. I think he could have, but like mm. being in practice with Michael Jordan, it might have affected his confidence. So you're talking about a 1998 Chicago Bull roster with Jordan, the Rodman, Kukoc, yeah, man. and T-Mac and Ron Harper. That would have been nice. <laughs> but Mike, Mike shut it down. <laughs> that would be nice though. I would, I would, try to understand why Jordan shut that down because it is Scottie Pippen. He played with him for a very long time and Pippen was getting up there in age. You know, the back injury was starting to come out and again, you know, Pippen could have been traded a multiple of times to different teams. Phoenix in 95, Mm -hmm. Seattle, Mm -hmm. I heard in 94, Boston in 97. But T-Mac getting drafted in 97 and almost traded to L.A., could have had him, Kobe, and Shaq. Yeah, that would have been nice. That would have been real nice. I mean, it wouldn't have been fair. I don't know if... I don't, I don't. One of them's games would have suffered, and I think it would have been T-Mac, because Shaq is Shaq. Shaq's going to definitely become who he was in L.A., because he already was a dominant center in Orlando. And just knowing how insane and out of his mind Kobe was and shall I say is about basketball I don't know I will see but they they worked out against each other like they used to like train and work out and they were friends and they both would Adidas and yep I don't know you know it could have it could have worked maybe there wouldn't have been an odd man out maybe they just would have won like six championships in a row because that would have been insane because you could have put T-Mac at the three. Easily. So so speaking of championships, um, mm-hmm. again, this this is what we do. We talk about what ifs and yeah. give our take, but Vince and T-Mac played a short time together. I would yeah. say probably no more than four years. Could be wrong about that. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they beat... No, they lost to New York in 01 playoffs, and then T-Mac went to Orlando in 01. So, T- so, T- so T-Mac was out in, in 01. Okay, yeah. So, but what do you what do you recall the most about the T-Mac-Vince Carter duo in Toronto? And 
is that a duo that you wish could have and should have stayed longer together? I wish they could have. Um, I think T-Mac was really coming into his own and feeling good and feeling like, hey, in order for me to really live up to my potential, I need to go. So I, I, I get that. But I remember watching them against the Knicks and thinking to myself, like, man, this doesn't look good for New York. I, I thought that Toronto actually had a chance to win that series. And um, it's because of T-Mac and, and Vince Carter. So, um, you know, it didn't happen. But had they stayed, and, I, and you know, I saw something with T-Mac and he's like, you know, he wished he would have stayed longer, but, you know, of course, that, what else is he going to say now? You know what I mean? Like, he's in the Hall of Fame. Like, <laughs> Yeah. But he, he, I did see an interview and he was talking about he kind of wished he would have stayed in Toronto. But, you know, hey, it is what it is. Now, again, hypothetically, championship, mm-hmm. could you... Could you have seen Vince Carter and T-Mac if they stayed together? Let's say you get the Orlando T-Mac skills yeah, in Toronto. Sure. Vince Carter getting better they, and better. And oh, better. yeah. They, they would have been so tough. They, yeah, that, would have been, that wouldn't have been fair. But would they, think, would they have won a championship together? Well, they would have had to play the Lakers. So I'm going to say no. Um, but I would tell you this. Would mm-hmm. you rather see New Jersey, Indiana, play L.A., or a Toronto team with Vince Carter I would and much rather have seen Toronto with Vince Carter and T-Mac. Because, <laughs> like, those New Jersey championship, you know, games, like, they weren't that fun. Terrible. Yeah, I just remember, like, all right, like, I know who's going to win. Like, I knew, like, at least, at least in the Philly series, Philly won the first one. So it kind of kept you guessing at least for three games. Right. And then you were like, all right, they don't have enough. Like, L.A.'s going to win this series. But they were going in there smacking New Jersey. And they swept them. And it just was like, all right, well, that's that. And, like, Shaq was playing inspired basketball because he had lived in Newark, you know. And then Kobe was really coming into his own and they were looking to three P and rightfully so. Um, Phil Jackson had the triangle. Yeah, Ron Harper. You know, Derek was coming into his own. Like they were they were tough. Ori, Foxy, they were tough. You know, so it's just a tough team to beat, man. Right. But they but I would have much rather than play Toronto because I just think like from a highlight perspective and then like Kobe and T Mac going against each other, like man, on the big stage, oh, that would have been that would have been a lot of fun. They would have brought the best out of one another. Hell yeah! Um, uh, uh, a duo that I wish would that they would have stayed longer, definitely in, in my in my category. You know, mm-hmm. just like a Marbury and Garnett, yeah, like a LeBron and Wade could have stayed a little longer. Kobe yeah. and Shaq, obviously. Um. But T, I say this, man. Mm. Orlando T Mac, that man. 
a, a fuck, bad man. A, a fucking bad man. <laughs> I, I still have his shoes, the T Mac one. Um, oh, I remember yeah. he wore the mismatched shoes in the All Star game, the one red, the one blue. I still had the red ones. Right. Um, T Mac uh, was that guy. Oh, man. Oh, two, I believe, right? In Philly, right? Let me think. Um, when I was yeah. old, old. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. I remember he threw it off the backboard. And, um, but he, see, he, you remember he, he did that in a couple All-Star games. He did it in at least two different All-Star games because nobody, yeah. nobody expected it. But no, that you was know like what? The you know what? It was, I, I think it was, I think it was, did he do that in 04 in LA? He definitely did it in LA, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Okay, yeah, 04, yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, I do. Yeah, wanna, yeah. He, he was he was tough down there, oh, man. Yeah. Like, injuries, man. Like it's part of the game, but man, sucks. Yeah. T Mag was getting what 25, 27 a game, cooking Ray Allen in, in, in the in the first round, and yeah, you're like, damn, man. If you were yeah. Toronto, like Grant Grant Hill was hurt. Yeah, you know that so was they it. Never, that was they it. never lived up to their potential because it should have been him. Grant Hill and hypothetically, if Tim Duncan would have Tim Duncan would have left San Antonio. Oh yeah, yeah, I remember that. That would have been tough too. Yeah. Um, when 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 people mention Vince Carter, they they automatically gonna mention automatically gonna mention mm-hmm. the two thousand slam dunk contest. Um, Absolutely, I, I I recall seeing it live. Mm-hmm. Uh, Probably taped it on VHS. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no DVR, no no internet back then, so you right. you had to watch it live, or you're gonna hear about it on Sports Center the following day. Um. So there's a lot to imp- to to compact with this with this dunk contest because many regard it as the greatest dunk contest of all time. You had Vince, you had T Mac, you had Steve Francis, you had I think Jerry Stackhouse, who I felt sorry for because. He dunked at the Vince Carter. No matter what he did, right? It doesn't Jerry matter. Was like, right? all right, I yeah. could do. I could. <laughs> I could jump backwards, upside down, and it it will be a forty three. No matter right. what, no matter what happened, I felt bad for Jerry Stackhouse. I forgot who was the other. I think Larry Hughes was the fifth. Yeah, I think so. So you get a contest with Vince, T Mac in their prime, Steve Francis in his prime. Yeah, man, Steve Francis. He 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 was. It was a lot of fun to watch, yeah. especially during during that time. What is um, what's the legacy of the two thousand slam dunk contest, and does that dunk contest make Vince Carter the greatest dunker of all time? I would say, first and foremost, because I actually asked Vince this question. I asked him who is the greatest in game dunker of all time, and um. He said, Dr. J. And he said, Doc, because he said, he said the dunks that Doc was doing in game, you typically need a lot of room to do them. Um, So Doc's degree of difficulty and the fact that he was like catching people and dunking on them and dunking over them. uh, He said that was his favorite of all time and he said doc is his ultimate favorite player ever um i feel like vince carter is the greatest in-game dunker of all time now there are some great in-game dunkers 
um, Elgin Baylor, Connie Hawkins, Dr. J, David Thompson, Dominique Wilkins, Michael Jordan. But I think Vince Carter is head and shoulders above them, and that's saying a lot. But he's done things in games that you're like, man, like, no way. <laughs> and like like I said earlier, you know, the, the, the dunk in the, at the Olympics. Like, I don't think you'll ever see anything greater than somebody jumping over a guy who's seven foot two, clearing him and dunking the ball. Like, that's, that's just mind-boggling. So I'd say Vince is my... My, my my at the apex of the list and then I'd say as far as dunk contest I'd say that's probably the second best dunk contest ever behind what um when Nick beat, beat Michael Jordan and I want to say that was in 88 so Jordan won 87. No, and Jordan won in 88. 88 was Chicago. Okay, okay. So then it was, what was the year when um, when Nick beat him? Because it was like Nick, then Jordan. Because they had to have a, like a one to say like, all right, just like you won. I think they both won one and then Mike won that last one in 88. Checking for you I, right now. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, I remember the one that Neek won, I think, is the best one because they were going at it. Like, both of them was, like, trying to kill each other. <laughs> so, I think, for me, that's my favorite. Um, but the one in 2000 is by far uh, one of the most memorable it's definitely in the top three all time. And it, and I think it will will stand the test of time because, you know, dunk contests are terrible. They're terrible. They're terrible for a couple of reasons. Number one, none of the marquee guys want to participate. Mm-hmm. And then number two, uh, you're not really seeing anything different. Yeah. So it's just like, man. You know, I'd rather go watch some guys at the playground. <laughs> so, so Michael won. So, okay, go back. Dominique won eighty five. Okay. Spud Webb won eighty six. Okay. Michael won eighty seven, eighty eight. All right, yeah. So that's what happened. So eighty five and eighty seven. So they both had one each, and then eighty eight was the final right. like showdown to see like who's the one. And Mike beat him, and I think it's only because it was in Chicago, but I I really feel like Neek won in 88. Oh, so you think Dominique got robbed? Yeah. Now, Mike jumped from the foul line. Yes, he did. Uh, you know, so, you know, I, 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 I don't want to sound like I don't like Michael Jordan because mm. I know that that's what I sound like. <laughs> <laughs> So I don't want to. I don't want to be that guy. But yeah, please, please don't be that guy because you said hour uh, an hour ago that Michael Jordan is not the goat. So you're already right. You, and you're I, I, don't, I don't. And I'm gonna. I'm gonna die on that hill. I don't think he is. 
I do not. I my the first thing I'll say is just to revisit. I don't think you can have one player to define like the history of basketball. I just don't think that's fair. And then I'll say, but if you did, I think that that starts with either Kareem Abdul-Jabbar or Wilt Chamberlain. Because I think that they, I think if you had to pick someone and you look at their careers, you'd be like, man, these guys have done some things on the basketball court that nobody's done. So then you had 89 Kenny, mm-hmm. Wal- Kenny Walker and Dominique again in 1990. Okay. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Like, like Neek. Neek doesn't get enough credit, man. And like he he does. Uh, he's on the air for for the Hawks. So like when um, when the, you know when the Hawks come to town, you'll see Neek and he's on the, he's in the broadcast booth, and you just sit there like man. And there's a couple of times I've actually spoken to him. I didn't want to be like a little kid and be a fan, but you, know, you just shake that man's hand. You know what I'm saying? You just thank him for what he, he's given to the game. You know what I'm saying? So from that contest, mm-hmm. T-Mac, I'm T-Mac, uh, Vince Carter did the 360 windmill. Crazy. <laughs> he did the one where he put his elbow in the rim. Yeah, the uh, the honey dip. Yeah. And then the East Bay funk dunk with the, the help from, from T-Mac. Yeah, that was crazy. So out of those three, because I'm not counting the, 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 the near foul line that he did. I don't count that. Mm-hmm. Out of those three, rank those dunks. I think that the... The, like, see, he, he did, like, a reverse, like, Statue of Liberty 360, right? Right. He, like, jumped off the wrong foot, like, reverse. That's difficult. Um, I think that's number two. I think number one would be the honey dip because it doesn't look as crazy, but just being a basketball player, like, you have to jump so high to do that, to put your whole hand and forearm into the basket. Like, that's super difficult. And, like, you've been around the game long enough. You know how hard that is. Um, and then when, when T-Mac, you know, gave him the, the little the little, little bounce, um, I, I would say that that's three. So I'm going to go one, reverse 360, Statue of Liberty, Honey Dib, and then uh, the East East Bay Funk Dunks. Okay. Now, do you have your own personal favorite Vince Carter in-game dunk? Yeah. Um, there's one where he dunked on Alonzo Mourning. In Miami as in New Jersey. Yeah, yeah. which is very hard to do. Very. Cause, yeah, because uh, Alonzo Morning, man, he's known for, for being a, a tough guy. And, like, to dunk on him is a really difficult thing. He caught a lot of people's shots. Um, but when Vince caught him, I was just like, oh, man. But he, he, he has so many in Toronto. I can't even begin to, like, name them. I mean, it, there's, there's just so many. I just remember, like, he, he did the actual reverse Statue of Liberty dunk in Toronto in a game, like, on a breakaway. Mm-hmm. 
just I just that just stuck with me like what? Like he just came down, and just decided like you know what? All right, that's what I'm gonna do. But that's that's Vince, and like even in Memphis, you know, when he was with them, and and now he's with with Atlanta, like people still like sneak one in every now and then. Like yeah, hey, I may be in my forties, but I still got it. Which which is really cool. <laughs> I think. I think those dunks in his 40s might be the the best ones in his career because it's just like, man, I, I can't believe this guy is still able to get up and, and flush it. I remember when Michael Jordan, um, there goes that name again. Um, That's right, the he, GOAT. When, when he came back and he played in his first All-Star game, it was in 02 in Philly, and he had a breakaway. And I'll never forget, he had on the Jordan 17 lows, the white ones. And um, he went on a breakaway, and he he jumped like just inside the foul line, and he missed it. <laughs> and everybody's like, "Whoa, wait a minute!" <laughs> but, but that that was Wizards Mike. You know, it was a little different. You know, it was in his forties, so like I understand. You know, it's hard to continue to give the people what they want. Um, you know, that late in your career, and here he is. You know, still doing it. Yeah, Washington Wizards Michael is a different show for a different day, and I would love to do that. Um, because I, I, I will be tuned in for that one. <laughs> so much to uh, unpack with that. But with Vince, again, you know, we give LeBron a lot of flack for not even not even doing one dunk contest. I know, man. Uh, I wish he would have. You know, I actually asked LeBron who his uh, top three were. Mm-hmm. And he said, I want to say, I know I know two of them were Jordan, and, and he had Vince as his, like, ultimate. I think he said Meek. Meek, Jordan, and Vince. Okay. But, yeah, I, I, I didn't have the, I didn't have the time to really upset him and say, how come you never jumped into a dunk contest? Because I think he would have gotten upset. So I kind of just kept it simple. Like, mm. who would you say are your top three in-game dunkers? I mean, like, if do you think that LeBron would have? You think LeBron would have lost? Do you think he felt like, man, I, I, I can dunk. I just don't have slam dunk contest dunks. Maybe I'm just, I don't want to put myself out there and like people look at me as LeBron the king and this and that and I can't even win a dunk contest because I might lose to fucking Desmond Mason or right, Jason right, right, Richardson. Right. <laughs> like, come on, that's not good on my resume. Do you think he, or, he thought or that? Or he might lose to Fred Jones or, or something. Or Fred, yeah. Fred Jones no, you're or Nate right. Robinson. I, I, come think, on. I think that LeBron definitely had a little bit of what if I don't win in the back of his mind. But I, I don't think you should go into it with that. Because, like, I think LeBron could definitely win the dunk contest. LeBron can do some serious dunks. Um, yeah. And he always could pull somebody off the bench to throw him an alley-oop. Like, I think I think young LeBron should have definitely jumped in one. Like, young Cleveland LeBron definitely should have won a dunk contest. You know, at least participated in one. But, you know, we'll never know. Maybe, maybe that's a question I'll ask him this year. Because now I kind of don't care if I, if he doesn't want to answer it. I just need to at least ask him. Like, hey, LeBron, how come you never never jumped into a dunk contest? Right. 
Um, as a fan, do you yeah. do you think that Vince Carter never doing a dunk contest again? You're cool with that because of what he did in 2000, or you, or you felt like maybe like, damn man, you're a champion. Could you at least defend it one time, or are you totally fine that Vince Carter did one dunk contest and one dunk con- one one dunk contest only? I'm I'm actually good with the one and done. Um, I, I think it was that spectacular. And um, what would be great is if he did jumped in it this year, you know, as an older man, just to kind of give give the fans a little something and to maybe show people who don't really know who he is, you know, show them, hey, hey, this is this is who I am and, and, and this is what I've, I've been known for. But um, even if he doesn't do that, I think that one is so iconic that um, he never has to has to worry about jumping in that again. Yeah, I think the one and done for him mm-hmm. is it, it, it's fine. Uh, you, you did right. it. You killed it. There's so many quotes from like it's over right. from Kenny right. Smith. <laughs> um, what else did Kenny say? Um, I know he said it's over. Damn, what else did Kenny Smith say? It's over, ladies and gentlemen. It's over. Just go yeah. home. Just, let, let's go home. Let's go home. Yeah, that, that was it. Um, if, if, if you had to put together, and I'll move on in a minute, if you had to put together your ultimate slam dunk contest with mm-hmm. five guys in their prime, yeah. who would it be? Whether, whether they did it before or not, just five dunkers in their prime. And I say, you know, if I'm building the ultimate fantasy dunk contest, Mm. These are the five, guys, five guys. Five guys. Okay. I'm going to go Doc, Dominique Wilkins, Michael Jordan, Vince Carter, and my fifth. Hmm. Hmm. Tough. Yeah, it is tough. Tough. Um, hmm. I, I can't put uh, Russell Westbrook in there because he's more of an in-game dunker. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, let me let me let me throw some names to help you okay. out. What about yeah. Sean Kemp? Oh yeah! Wow, yeah, Sean Kemp. Okay, Man, that would be that'd be nice. All right, hold on to that. What about Blake Griffin? No, okay. no, I don't think he would be as um, as much fun as Sean Kemp. Uh, Orlando Dwight Howard, because he won one too. Yeah, he did. No, no, I don't think he would be able to to jump in there with those guys because, like, that's that's like that's like the Ring of Fire. Mm-hmm. Doc, Mike, Meek, <laughs> and Vince. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I don't think uh, Dwight Howard wants any parts of that. Uh, LeBron, I know he wasn't in one, but would you put LeBron in there? I would put LeBron in there. I would definitely would put LeBron in there. See what he got, because I think that it would it would bring out something in LeBron that you know maybe he doesn't even know he has. Mm. I would like to see that. So we got Vince, Michael, Dominique. Dr. J, and we're going with LeBron. Yeah, that'd be nice. Hmm. 
That'd be I mean, dope. Yeah. That'd be dope if Vince Carter just enters the 2020 dunk contest and just like does one dunk and like I'm out. That'd be real nice. I mean, you know how crazy people would be. Of course, in Chicago, of course. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Give me one dunk. Um, so Vince was an eight-time, you know, real quick, eight-time All Star. Mm-hmm. Um, he led he led the All Star voting four times. Um, in 2000, 01, 02, 04, he was injured in 02. Yeah. Did not play in that game. He led the league in votes for All Star over two million two million votes in 04, and his final All Star game was 2007 with the New Jersey Nets. So, mm-hmm. speaking of New Jersey, uh, just kind of. Fast forward here a little bit. So he does get a six-year, $94 million extension with Toronto in 02. Then the injuries start to pile up for him. He missed 22 games in 02. Um, mm-hmm. He does not play in, in the 02 All-Star game and doesn't play in the 02 playoffs. They get eliminated in the first round. Then he goes on to miss 39 games in 03. Uh, you mentioned earlier he gave his all-star spot to Jordan, the, the all-star starting spot to Jordan. Oh, yeah, I remember that. In Atlanta. Matter of fact, let's stop there. What did you make of Vince Carter getting the all-star starting nod, it being Jordan's final all-star game, and him doing the, the right thing to say, Jordan, here, take my spot, and you stay. Yeah, nah, I, I think that was classy. And, like, you know, they're both UNC guys. You know, he had to, he had to tip his cap and say, you know what, Mike, you've done – everything for this game so I, I think that was uh mike was on his way out and vince carter was super established and he was a superstar and yeah man it, that, i think that's a very classy movie and then he missed nine games in 04 no playoffs and now we get to the inevitable where he gets traded to new jersey in uh mm-hmm. december December 17th, 2004. So, I ask you this. Yeah. Do you recall who Vince Carter got traded for? I don't. And <laughs> I just I, remember if, being mad. And if like, I tell you, on. if I tell you, you'd be like, really? That's it for Vince Carter? Yeah. Jalen Rose talks about it sometimes, and he talks about how upset he was. I just don't, I don't remember. who Who was it? Okay, so VC goes to New Jersey for the following. Alonzo Mourning, Eric Williams, Aaron Williams, and a pair of first-round draft picks. Wow. And then I remember Alonzo Mourning was like, I'm not playing up there. (laughs) Remember that? He never did, right? Or did he? Nope. He stood them up. He's like, nah, I ain't doing it. So where does Alonzo go? I think he he goes back to Miami. Or what, like they, 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 they bought him out? Yeah. I, you know what? I I just remember him, like, stonewalling them, like, no, nah, I'm not going to do it. And I just remember it being, like, a really big deal. Like, man, like, you can do that? Like, you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. he did it, and he was like, not going to be able to help y'all out. Sorry. I know y'all traded for me, but uh, no thanks. Sorry, not sorry. I'm trying to find out. So, morning, Alonzo never reported to the Raptors, was bought out of his contract <laughs> of her remaining $9 million. Yeah. 
on February 11th, 2005. Wow. Um, he finished the year with the Miami Heat. Yeah. Yeah, on a, on a vet minimum salary. Wow. Yeah. And then luckily he did that because he won a chip the year the year after. Yeah, man. No, that was good, man. It was good that he actually finally got one. I mean, he gave a lot to that organization, and they had those legendary uh, battles, playoff battles against the Knicks. Mm-hmm. And, uh, oh, I hated the Miami Heat during those Knicks years, man. Oh, yeah. I hated them. They were dying. Anthony Carter hated him, man. <laughs> like, <laughs> Uh, Carter, Hardaway, Mashburn. Yeah. Oh, I hated those Dan guys. Marley, Terry Porter, Alonzo. PJ Brown. I hated PJ, all of them. Yeah. They, they were good. <laughs> they were real good, but they were annoying. Um, what do you. So so Vince goes to New Jersey. He got Jay Kidd, mm-hmm. Jefferson. He becomes, I think, a two or three time All Star up in uh, yeah. New Jersey. What do, you, what do you remember most about Vince Carter? in New Jersey I just remember thinking like it doesn't look right I know he's balling and he had a bunch of like Nike ads in the city there was a real big one um, on 34th street right over by Madison Square Garden but I just felt it just felt forced it, it just it was weird man like he's Air Canada and I just remember thinking to myself like uh, I hate this. You know, I I, I watched them because they they had some good teams. You know, with the Nets. So I remember, I remember watching him, but I just remember thinking to myself, like, man, it's just not the same. And, and it hasn't, to be honest, in my opinion, like, it hasn't been the same since. Like, they need to, they need to, you know, when he calls it quits, they need to sign him for a day, let him retire as a Raptor. Mm-hmm. Um. You know, there was a big smear campaign against him, and they really ran him out of Toronto. Um, But it seems like the hatchet is buried. I know a couple years ago he got a standing ovation, and, you know, fans could be tough, man. Um, Mm -hmm. But it wasn't necessarily on the fans. Ultimately, it was on the franchise, and they decided it was time to go, but like you just named, like they really didn't get anybody from and morning never reported. So they, they lost in that deal. Yeah. I give up Vince Carter and I get Eric Williams, Aaron wow. Williams and a draft pick. You're like, what the, yeah, like, that's not, it. Not a good look. <laughs> um, in New Jersey, he averages, uh, 28, 24, 25, 21, 21. Yeah. He balled out. And then he spirals between Orlando, Phoenix, the Mavericks, Memphis, Sacramento, and Atlanta. Atlanta. Yeah. And Vince Carter yeah. is 43 years old. Yeah, good for him, man. Like, at this point, it, you know, he's doing it because he loves the game, and I get that. Um, I don't like the fact that he's playing for every team in the NBA, but... Yeah, I was just going to ask you, why, why, don't, why is it... Why isn't Vince? I know Vince don't want to be like a ring chaser. I totally get that, but it's like, bro, you've been there for twenty two years. Like, I think if you sign with, you know, at the time Golden State or with the Lakers or so, mm-hmm. a contender, no one's gonna get mad at you. Like, even last year, you could have you could have signed with the Raptors and could have won a chip and 
retire. But why do you think Vince doesn't go to these contenders and, and rather go to Orlando's and Memphis and Sacramento and, and Atlanta? Yeah, you know, that's a tough question, man. I, I really think that he's looking at it like I have to go where I'll have an opportunity to play and contribute. And, and some of these other teams, like, it would be more of a novelty. Like, oh, yeah, Vince Carter's on our team. But he doesn't get any any playing time. Um, whereas in some of these other other spots um, and, and stops, you know, young teams, um, Memphis was going to, you know, move on and move forward. You know, so they were going to kind of rebuild. And then Sacramento was rebuilding. Atlanta you know, has done their rebuild and, you know, they need a guy who can maybe mentor some people. So, you know, he has an opportunity to keep it going and uh, still contribute to uh, to a team. So um, it, it's just, you know, I don't think he would have played anywhere else. So he kind of had to get in where he fit in. So to kind of wrap things up, um mm-hmm like a rapid fire it's um I'm trying to how do i how do i ask this um for those for the fans for the for the for, y- for the young fans who don't know vince carter don't mm-hmm. they might see vince carter now in atlanta but don't know him in, in toronto is half man half amazing air canada right vince sanity what's the legacy of vince carter that the young fans should know about and, and really do their history on I think he's going to go under the radar, man, you know, because nowadays you've got people who are 21 years old who believe, like, wholeheartedly that LeBron James is the greatest player that's ever played. So I think um, Vince Carter is going to kind of, you know, really go quietly into the night unless he jumps in that dunk contest and, and pump some new blood into his legacy. But I think his legacy is already set. And I think it's something that has already gone to bed uh, many years ago. And now he's just playing for the love. And I don't really think too many of the young guys care. You know, whereas we could still look at him and and talk about him for two hours and, and, and really appreciate you know his contribution to the game but um his ship is sailed you know and we live in a day and age of you know hey here today gone tomorrow and everything's instant and you know he's just the guy that people are like oh yeah he's been in the league for 22 years but i don't think anybody's gonna stop look and listen like yo, know, he's actually the greatest in-game dunker of all time you know so unless you know, he gets his highlights up, and and he very well could, you know, because he's known to dunk from time to time, or if he actually jumped into the into the All Star uh, Weekend, you know, some dunk contest, I I think that would be a nice little cherry on the top. That'd be a nice way to go out, whether he wins it or not. I think people would be like, man, yo, who is this? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, right? <laughs> so we'll see. And I, I know we mentioned the Mount Rushmore of the, of Toronto earlier, but I I, mm-hmm. I think the better the better question would be: Is Vince Carter the greatest Toronto Raptor of all time? In my opinion, yes. 
um, a lot of people will say it's like Chris Bosch or DeMar DeRozan. But I think that Vince Carter is the one. He was that first superstar of that franchise. He put them on the map. He made it cool and acceptable in a nation that was crazy about hockey. Like he, he set the tone. So I think he's the most important and, and, and he's the most recognizable um, to me for that franchise. Yeah, I think he should get that one-day contract just like Pierce mm-hmm. got in Boston and so many other players. Just to, you know, It's funny how he gets so emotional, emotional every time he goes back to Toronto. I know in that one game, he came back as a Grizzly. They gave him a yeah. tribute video. He started crying and everything. Yeah. So it's just like... You know, nobody would have ever known about the Toronto Raptors if it wasn't for Vince Carter. Right, and they might not even care. I think that T-Mac was there, and right when he started coming to his own, he left. But Mm -hmm. Vince Carter was able to take that baton and say, you know what, I got it. And he put them in conversations that they wouldn't normally have been in. Yeah, Hall of Famer, right? Absolutely. First ballot? Yeah, no question. Mm. Last question. I should I yeah. should have asked you a half hour ago. With <laughs> Prime Vince Carter. Mm-hmm. Prime Tracy McGrady. Mm. Who you got? I'm going to go T-Mac. Just because T-Mac does the uh, a few things better. It's almost even, but T-Mac is a better shooter and he's better off to dribble. But they're both lightning in a bottle. And they can both take over a game. They can both, um, you know, lead a team and dominate. But T-Mac is going to get the slight edge. And and rightfully so. T-Mac's a Hall of Famer. And uh, he's been proving, he's proven himself with multiple teams. and. Mm-hmm. You know, here we are answering this question, and I, I feel that Vince Carter will get that nod on the first ballot as well. I hope so, man. Um, 22-year career coming to an end this season with the Atlanta Hawks, unless he signs a, know, one, right? a one-day deal with the Raptors this year or next year. Remains to be seen, but um, a great career, a Hall of Fame career, great battles with T-Mac and AI and Kobe and just – you know, just that decade of NBA talent that a lot of fans can say there's a there's good talent, great talent now. Mm-hmm. And I know we get stuck in the '90s so much, and I do too. But the 2000s, man, was so like every night you 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 did not know who was gonna win every game. Yeah, no, nah, it was good times, man. Really know. good teams, man. Yeah. Some great teams in the West, great teams in the East. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it was must-see television. Yeah, man. Um, so, I mean, hopefully, if Vince Carter comes around and hears this at some point in time and just right? see that we, you know, paying homage to his career and um, remains to be seen how it ends up with the Atlanta Hawks. But, um Overall, man, Vince Sanity is uh, uh, an era that I don't think could be unmatched. Uh, 
Um, I don't think it'll be duplicated. Yeah. You somebody has to try really, really hard to duplicate what Vince Carter did. Yeah. On, and, and, and and off the court, but um, Anthony, I greatly appreciate you coming on, talk about Vince Carter, his uh, the Vinsanity days here on the Retro Room. Um, people can find you on Twitter at let me get it correctly right here in front of me. A X Gilbert, great work yeah. for Hoop Hoop Magazine and NBA TV Canada. Always appreciate chopping it up with you, and I look forward to having you on either a. We do something on Iverson because you are, you know, from Philly, correct? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Or we do that that Wizard Jordan episode, which oh man, could be, could be <laughs> kind of tough. So if you want to do any one of those, you let me know, and we'll we'll get you back on, man. All right, sounds good, brother. Definitely appreciate the time. Thank you. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. All right, man. Be easy. All right, take it easy. Later. All right.